Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that no one asked for I am your host, Sammy C And here with me once again is my lovely guest, Lan Hello again Welcome back Great to be back We have a scintillating, action-packed minute here Do you like... Driving? Do you like cheese puffs? Well, we have the minute for you. Exactly. You are listening to episode 50, for those of you following along at home, and I know I say it a lot, but if you are following along at home, bless you. I'm so sorry. I hope things get better. (laughs) This is uh, time code minute 4901 through 50. We just open on a windy road with a white car driving at a very reasonable speed. And driving, and driving, and driving, and about a, over a minute of just driving. Of just driving, yep. I mean, we're lucky that we kind of got in on the tail end of the driving, because I'm sure, you know, I imagine the podcast right before this is probably mostly I... taken up with driving. My heart goes out to whoever's hosting that minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's in, you know, pretty lovely landscape, you know, nice, lush hilly area rolling uh, hills it's a very nice day yeah it's sky, a not a cloud day. in it um the white car pulls into the driveway by what we now recognize as susan and her family's house or the poor house as we refer to it on this podcast which you know then we finally know that the driver of the white car is susan because i don't believe there is any indicator before that as to what car we're looking at and where they're going or where they're coming from. Or, or why we need to watch Susan <laughs> coming from a mysterious place, not even knowing that it's her, driving for well over a minute to get to her house. <laughs> this yeah. really could have just been her pulling into the driveway, but instead... Yeah. No. You know, <laughs> at least you gotta know... make this movie 83 minutes long or however long it is. <laughs> I guess we get to know that while they may not live in the best house, they have a great view. Yep. It's a nice drive to get there. It's a beautiful drive. And you know what? It probably, you know, they probably have to commute quite a bit to get to anywhere else because it seems like they live in a pretty remote location. Yeah, it's just it's just rolling hills and windy drives and And weird walking trails. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Presumably yeah. Phil's house somewhere? Yeah, but like, he has to walk quite a ways where he gets all sweaty and he needs water, so. Although for Phil, that couldn't, that could be like 10 feet, too. That so. could be, yeah. He doesn't seem like he's super pumped, but maybe he's in shape. Uh, who knows? I don't want to judge. In this scene, we are once again treated to like a really, really loud keyboard type piano music that's just kind of like do 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 um it's delightful it's uh relaxing i would say very fitting for the meandering <laughs> drive that we get to yeah. watch yeah because uh susan drives at about maximum i would say about 50 miles per hour in this yeah, pretty much in this whole sequence definitely establishing her as different from the person who drives way too fast past her house who we've already seen but we'll come back later yes and then susan gets out of the car finally establishing that she is the driver and we get to see this family's porch which has a couple of some some dilapidated couches on the Porch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple of weird, uh, weird sofas that have pillows, uh, like throw pillows on them, and they're like sun bleached, and you can see and that. They're dirty and scratched, and. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand why anyone would want to put <laughs> anything that's upholstered like that out on their porch. It's a little confusing. I guess, you know, we're supposed to understand that these people are in California, because she does have California plates, and I understand that in California. California. I, I've never lived there, but that the weather is generally temperate. But even so, yeah. does anybody think it's a good idea to put indoor furniture outside? I mean, they clearly live out in the middle of the woods. For all we know, like a raccoon could be living underneath one of those couch cushions. Yeah, and it looks like a raccoon has lived there for some time. <laughs> Duck its way frankly. in. Yeah. <laughs> Because there is like a weird gaping hole in one of them. You know, not not exactly film ready, I would say. No, but what what in this movie has been really? Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, at least at least uh, Susan has slightly better taste because she does have she does have this big frog statue on her on her porch, which is pretty weird. But it is nowhere as weird as the driftwood statue oh, with yeah. high heels that Phil has in his living room. Clearly better taste in crazy statues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Susan gets out of her car shouting, Tina! Tina! And Tina is in the kitchen. She's wearing an apron. She's actually being helpful for once and like, this is like the most pleasant I think we've seen Tina so far. Yeah, pretty much. She's yep. actually in the kitchen uh, helping out for a change. Yeah, and uh, Susan comes in and Tina says, how'd breakfast go? Which is way out of character for her to like, you know, ask questions like she cares about things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so far she's just been uh making fun of everybody for being not as good as her and yelling at her mom for not being able to afford college for her maybe maybe it turns out that tina's just a morning person and, that, and this you know is what? when she's mo the most pleasant and the re the reason why she has been so unpleasant for the rest of it is she's tired and cranky and needs some coffee <laughs> yeah she just needs some coffee um That'd be a great subplot if it's just like Tina <laughs> Tina transforms into a pleasant human being uh, when she has some coffee. Tina asks how breakfast went. Uh, Susan comes in and says things are going okay on her end, but she's not sure about the investors. And 
I Mr. guess. Financial advisor. He's a tough cookie. <laughs> yeah, Mr. <laughs> financial advisor is, uh, you know, really needs to, to have a cheese puff before he is ready to make his move. The way Susan kind of says something to the effect that indicates that her, the future of her catering company is pretty dependent on the future of this toy company moving forward. But we, at least last episode, we had good news about that. We as the audience know that Phil has thrown a lot of his money that he just doesn't care about. All of it. All in. <laughs> all of it. I don't care. Yes, that much. Just throw, threw it all at the toy company. So she doesn't need to be this stressed out. But, uh, of course... Poor Susan is the stressed out because apparently nobody knows that this investment has gone through. So Tina says that uh, lunch is either packed or finishing up. Susan, of course, asks about the cheese puffs. Of course. Because the cheese puffs are really the important thing. I don't think that as a catering company they make anything else. So they have to be perfect. Yeah, I mean, we haven't heard her mention any other food specifically. Like, Tina says that lunch is packed or finishing up, but she doesn't say what lunch is is and so i'm led to believe that lunch is pretty much just a big array of cheese puffs Cheese puffs. well she said or finishing up and she's taking them out of the oven so clearly the cheese puff course is <laughs> is is involved in this and it is important yes and tina says they're cooling they smell amazing which she wouldn't have to say if her mom you know her mom is in the room standing right can- there also smell the cheese puffs <laughs> if they smell good. <laughs> it would be hard to be a cook without a sense of smell, so I hope that she, she can smell them. So, yeah, that's uh, and that's where our minute ends. I'm trying to think. I know I had another comment about something that happened. In the meanwhile, while all of this is going on, yes. uh, Phil, we can presume, is stalking through the woods. Slowly, <laughs> yes. cre- slowly creeping up upon the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Phil's on his way. He's gonna go talk to his neighbor. You know, because and I, I like... It's kind of endearing, I guess, that Phil just kind of assumes that Susan's just gonna be chilling at her house, like, not doing anything. Just not working, you know ready to give him another glass of water and talk to him about Humphrey Bogart for two minutes. He's Um, retired, so clearly everyone needs to be retired. (laughs) Everyone's retired. Nobody's doing anything ever. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I've talked about before how, I mean, I cook a little bit and cheese puffs are kind of hard to make. I've never made them, but I just, I still think it's weird that cheese puffs is the thing that they have decided to focus on as like her signature item right um you would i don't know you would think it would be some sort of uh entree or something else that would be really what would bring in uh you want right. to bring her in as a caterer instead of just little you know things that right you know, that, well, like <laughs> not maybe not the easiest thing to make are not exactly the most in demand yeah. piece of food uh, yeah exactly for, For any sort of catered event, I can't think of any catered events I've been to where people have been clamoring for cheese puffs. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, like, yeah, they, I mean, they could be really amazing cheese puffs, but still, like, a great cheese puff, you're like, okay, I've had a cheese puff, now I'm ready for for food. Like, if she had, like, her famous lasagna or, you know, like a spinach salad or some I don't know. I feel like once again, it's not that hard for the for the script writers to think of like a second thing that that Susan makes. I can only imagine that like maybe that's what one of them had for lunch that day and was like uh <laughs> all right, what well, she's got to cook that like, yeah, cheese puffs. Yeah, yeah. Those were good. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah. make those a thing. <laughs> Somebody was like, "You know what? My mom makes great cheese puffs." 
cheese puffs. We're going with cheese puffs. That's going to be the only thing ever. Yeah, I mean, cheese puffs are the big deal throughout this movie. If I were to host a talking cat watching party, which would probably have to involve either a lot of booze or handcuffs yes. um, in order for it to occur, I would definitely serve cheese puffs. And that's about the only thing. That's it. Yeah, um, there's really nothing else and like burned waffles maybe I don't know, unless you want like tuna in water and i don't really think that any humans involved no. in the party would appreciate it too much no no so yeah the only thing you could really do is serve a bunch of cheese puffs but yeah i still just you know i admire her enterprising spirit and that she is really going all in on this catering company when with the cheese puffs as the star, I think it's a gutsy move. Susan's got moxie. Is there anything that uh, you thought of that you'd like to cover before we wrap this up? I would actually really would like to try a cheese puff now. I don't know that I can say if I've ever really had one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know what? I honestly, like, no joke, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, there was a... There was a potluck situation at my office, and I thought about making cheese puffs uh, so that I could just tell everybody who listened to the podcast that I made cheese puffs. Because <laughs> when, when I think cheese puffs, I think like those things you get in a bag, and they're orange and horrible. And Right, 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 know. right. But like homemade, like baked cheese puffs, I'm not yeah. really sure. Like that might be a, you know, culinary adventure we all need to go on. It might be. It sounds, it sounds like it could be delicious. All right. Well, if you want to tell us our your favorite uh, your favorite recipe for <laughs> cheese puffs, uh, you can tweet at us at a talking cast, or you can find us on Facebook.com/slash a talking cast. Good minute. Uh, lots of lots of beautiful scenery. Yeah, lots of all <laughs> of the things that make this movie what what we love about it so much, which is just unnecessary time wasting on scenery and driving and establishing shots that we don't know what they mean and talk about cheese puffs and the um, laziest script writing you can imagine yep if the only thing that's missing is duffy and if duffy were somewhere present in this minute it would encapsulate pretty much everything that is good and wonderful yep. about this film so solid minute um thank you again so much for being on the podcast land. I sure. had a really good time recording with you. Thanks for having me. Um, anyway, thank you, the listener, for listening, and we will be back. Bye-bye. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. Episode 50 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Sammy C with guest Lan L. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.